It's a special edition of the Genteel Life Podcast. I am Ryan Genteel, and thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening in, hey, welcome. Feel free to check out some other episodes after listening to this great one, because we have our first guest of 2022, and it's none other than my good friend, Jimmy the Kid, professional wrestler out in Georgia, and we've known each other for a very long time, and we have a great conversation about a lot of fun things, including the fact that he is coming home this Saturday, February 5th, for Undisputed Pro Wrestling, and will be performing in front of family and friends of his hometown for the first time in his career, and we talk about everything that has to do with that event, along with his career, everything professional wrestling, you name it, we talk about it, so kick back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Jimmy the Kid. We're recording. We're live. Well, not live, but we're recording. <laughs> so, obviously, so here's the thing. You and I have known each other for a very long time. Very long time. And so, for those that are listening that maybe have listened to my show and are like, who the hell is this guy? Like, how do y'all know each other? Or your fans, anybody listening, are like, who's this schmuck that thinks they know our guy? <laughs> You and I go way back to baseball, Little League. And I was trying to think, because I know you and I were on the Cubs together, that our final years of Pony. But I don't think we were on another team before that, were we? Or if we were, I, I can't remember. No. No, that was the only time we were actually on a team together. That's right. Okay. And remind me. About that. I was trying to think today. Like I was like, I know we played sports together, but I can't remember. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. If we were on a team together, but we were always around each other. Exactly. Like we always knew who each other were, but yeah, we never, like you and I have a lot of mutual friends and oh, yeah. the thing, I remember we were on the Cubs together. So for those listening our literally, so we both grew up in LaPorte, Texas and you have T-ball. Then you go to Shetland where your, your dads are throwing you the ball. Then it's Mustang where you face live pitching and all these are in two year increments. And then you got a Bronco and Pony is your final step before you're pretty much in high school. I believe, I know you and I, I, I think my first year was your second year or were we together for two years? I can't remember. Yeah, no. Uh, your first year was my second year. That's right. Okay. So here's what I remember. And this is why I'm not surprised you're, you became a wrestler, a professional wrestler. But I remember you were our leadoff guy and you were one of the few people that batted left-handed. Like you were a lefty. Like not a lot of people hit lefty, but you yeah. threw right, I believe, right? No, I'm lefty everything. That's right. Okay, okay. Sorry, I'm okay. But either way, I just remember you are a leadoff guy, and you batted left, and you were a great leadoff hitter for us. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, you know we couldn't win a championship because you know we I think we got screwed because we we faced the Angels that year. Yeah, yeah. Who who was that? Is that was that Eric and TJ? Yeah, that was the the Purdue's, and then Joseph Palomares. Uh, there was a couple other guys I can't remember, but. Uh, but yeah, so anyways, so th- for those listening, you know, I'm, I'm kind of rambling here just to start off, but me and him grew up in LaPorte, Texas. That's how we know each other. We, we knew each other through baseball. We're playing on the team. Uh, we were the Cubs, which looking back now, I hate because I'm not a fan of Chicago sports. <laughs> but what do you remember from those days when we played Little League? I was going to ask you, who was our, do you remember who our coach was? Was it Randy? Uh, no, well, I think, uh, yeah, Randy, I think was our coach, but then also I think it was Lee, Lee Morton's dad, Pat, Pat was okay. our coach too. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a long time ago for us. <laughs> that was fun times, though. I, I I remember that was fun. It was real. At that point, um, it was real competitive. Like we were a good team. I remember we were good. Like we had a good run. I remember. Yeah, we were a good team. We had a lot of good athletes. And I just remember I thought we would make it to a championship game. But then it was that Angels team that was just it seemed like it was stacked. And I mean, it's been decades now. I'm going to go pull. I think politics played a factor in how stacked that team was because we. Oh, yeah. It's insane. It had to. Had to have. Hey, but we're right there with them. I I remember that game. And I think. Yeah, it was intense. Mm -hmm. It was intense. I think it, I know it was. We had to. I think we had to win two games. They had to win one, and we won the first one, if I remember correctly. And then they won the second. I think is how it worked. I, I know we almost won. We almost left there with the championship, which I'm still bitter about. <laughs> oh goodness! Yeah, yeah the well, Cubs was. Uh, yeah, that was a good team. I'm trying to remember who was all on the team now. I think we had Justin White on the team. I know it was you, me, Lee Morton. Uh, Charlie Bates, I think, was on the team because he had a late birthday, so he was there both years. Um, trying to think who else, man. But yeah, we had a good team. But okay, so you've been a professional wrestler for a long time, and we're gonna get to how you got there, what you've been doing, obviously. And you're coming home, which I'm excited for this Saturday, February 5th, and we're gonna talk about that too. But before we get to that, I gotta ask you because here's the thing. I think the last time I saw you was around, it was about 11 years ago. It was Mike Kelly's, I think it was his 50th birthday. And we were, I was talking to somebody in a group and I can't remember if you were in the group or not, but somebody had mentioned you were a professional wrestler. And I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. I was like, I had no freaking clue. Like I didn't even know, of course we didn't have social media back then. And then after high school. So for you, what is your earliest memory of like the first time you saw wrestling or that you, you started like you, you fell in love with wrestling. What, what is your earliest rec- like remembrance of that? Um, yeah. It, for me, it was young. I can't remember the year I was trying to think of this the other day, but I don't know if you you remember when it was the Hulk Hogan and Andre the giant feud before that I can, I had always, you know, seen it. Mm-hmm. That, that I can remember, you know, sparingly every now and then on a Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. But it was the the Andre the Giant and the Hulk Hogan uh, segment or feud where he, he ripped Hulk Hogan's cross mm-hmm. off his neck, and, and I was hooked. Yeah. Brother, brother <laughs> I was hooked. Right there. And uh, I, because, I mean, and I was just like, like, it's amazing. And I got it from a young age. Like, I got it. You mm-hmm. know, I knew what was going on. I knew the deal. Yeah. You know, but I believed it 100% because I wanted to believe, you know, these guys were putting on that show, making me believe that. So they're doing their job. Like I was mm-hmm. totally the, the you know, the theatrics, every everything about that, that whole feud. I was hooked. Yeah. See, I remember my earliest recognition and my I, it came way later. It was in 1990, r- roughly after WrestleMania uh, six, I believe it was Hogan and Warrior. and. I got, tr- I got lied to our buddy, Joseph Palomares, Um, He, he tricked me because back in our, okay. So for, for the young people listening, you have to understand when we were kids, the currency was trading cards, baseball, basketball. I mean, I know you remember comic books, you know, you name it, you're trading with people. Hey, I got this. I'll trade you this for that. Right. I My can't remember who, what's up? up? If, 
sorry to cut you off. My mom still has a bunch of mine up in her attic. Oh, I got some somewhere in my house that my parents gave me too. So I, I got them somewhere, <laughs> but that was the trade. Right. And so my buddy, so my buddy Joseph brings me to the house and he, we're negotiating. And so he goes, all right, I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll do this. And whoever wins the match wins like, you know, the exchange or whatever. And he goes, and I knew who Hulk Hogan was, but I didn't really know what wrestling was. I think so. I was probably roughly eight or nine years old when this was happening. So I knew who Hulk Hogan was. Like you said, it was Andre the Giant. They they had him on cartoons, Saturday morning cartoons. That's what I remember. And so he goes, I'm going to take Ultimate Warrior. And I was like, yeah, it's fine. I'm going to take Hulk Hogan because I love Hulk Hogan. I, he's, he's the good guy. I know who that is. He's going to win. So, of course, we all know what happens. Warrior wins. The move. It, so this wasn't live, though. He had a tape, but he didn't tell me that. And so he tricked me thinking this was live and we made a bet and he knew warrior was going to win. So of course he chose the warrior knowing I was going to choose Hogan. And so he ended up getting my card and I found out, I think a few weeks later, it was actually a tape and I was so mad. I was like, you lying son of a bitch. <laughs> he tricked uh, me. A's a VHS man. Yes. But that's my first recognition was warrior Hogan. And obviously Hulk Hogan was the recognizable face and name, but I fell in love with warrior and then as I, and I got hooked and it was like you, man, I got hooked and I just started watching ever since. And it was one of those things where my Nana, you know, cause back in those days, you know, we didn't have cable like we have today. So my Nana had this huge satellite. And so, and remember there wasn't a pay-per-view every month. There was like four big ones. And so we were, she would order the pay-per-views for us and I would start watching and I started falling in love with it. And it was just, it was weird too, because I know Hulk Hogan and Warrior were like the really big dudes that everybody flocked to. But I remember falling in love with more of the tag teams and the smaller guys, Demolition, Legion of Doom, Bret Hart, and uh, Jim the Anvil Nine, like guys like that, the Rockers, everything like that is what I started flocking to. But it just, like you, like you, it hooked me. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And I've had many wrestling matches on a trampoline at that age, you know? And it oh, was, yeah. it was so much fun, but that's what I remember. You know, that's, you know, that's the point I remember. So that was roughly 1990. Um, so at that young age, you said it was Hogan, you were hooked. So is he the guy that you kind of got behind as you started getting older or did your, uh, your focus shift to a different guy? Uh, I'm like you, man. I started going towards the tag teams and the smaller, not the smaller guy. I'm mean, not, really small guys but the smaller guys from like you said hogan and warrior they were larger than life you know it was fine they were larger than life but i started you know the athleticism of the smaller guys and what they were doing you know got cooler and cooler Mm -hmm. you can't help but flock to that but um i would say Shawn michaels was a big big influence of of me continuing to love love because there was a point when he hurt his back and retired in 97 mm-hmm. i stopped watching wrestling yeah. i completely stopped from 97 to almost 2000 like i just did not watch it because of that because he, if he wasn't there i wasn't gonna watch it <laughs> that was your guy yeah. yeah i mean he was my guy yeah he was See? my guy tag team wrestling too so all the all the tag mm-hmm. teams i've studied them for years is there so is there a match you know, when you were a kid or even as a teenager, but like, so for me, I mean, I I saw so many great wrestling matches, but for me, the match that always stands out to me is Bret Hart and Mr. Perfect icy title SummerSlam. 
that match, I don't know. I, I was just hooked. And so Bret Hart became like my guy as I got older. And I, I guess it was because he was a guy wearing pink and he didn't give a shit, I guess. I don't know what it was, but he just, I, I flocked to him and I loved Mr. Perfect too. You know, the, the throwing the towel over the shoulder and spitting out the gum and slapping it with his hand, which I would do on occasion. Uh, my parents be like, what are you doing? Like, don't worry about it. Just, I'm, I'm, Every time I have gum still to this day, I think about that. Yeah, you got you got yeah, you got you Mr. Perfect it, right? So that's the match that always stood out to me. Is there a match that just really stood out to you at a young age or even, you know, before you stopped watching uh from 97 to 2000? Oh, uh, the Yeah, there's a couple, but the like your guy Brett and Sean I don't remember mm-hmm. whatever that one was whatever Sean won the the title from Brett. I think it that was, was uh, WrestleMania, the Iron Man match, I believe, right? Yeah. 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 The Iron Man match. That match really, really uh took it to a whole nother level of the athleticism. And I was like, man, these these guys are untouchable what they do in the ring. And mm-hmm. that match kind of the storytelling, which was a little bit of real life, a little bit of storytelling. Um sorry, someone cheap. Keep trying to call me. A little bit of story, a little bit of real life, and then how they incorporated all that into that match was amazing to me. So so when did you know you wanted to be a professional wrestler? It was always a thought. Like... Charlie, Charlie and I used to go back talking about Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior. Me and Charlie used to go back and forth because I was a big Hulk fan and he was a big Ultimate Warrior fan. And uh, well, we be fair, to, it's Charlie. It's Charlie. He's kind of like the Ultimate Warrior. He's a little chaotic at times. <laughs> uh, oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry, you, whenever I when I thought I want, I never really thought it could be it for me because I wasn't a bigger guy. I'm, you know, bare, five, eight, five, nine, if that. Yeah. Um, but where we grew up, I mean, we saw it on TV, but there was really nowhere you could be, oh, hey, I want to be a wrestler. Where, where where should I go? Who yeah. can teach me how to do this? And growing up, you know, even just that time, wrestling schools were not around. So it was never really a thought yeah. until I moved here to Georgia in uh, 2005, which, you know, is a hotbed. Mm-hmm. For, always has been so i moved well, and, here started yeah. realizing um that oh shit i mean there there's schools here mm-hmm. like, there's schools here with legit people you can train from so that's i guess 2005 was kind of the spark it was a late start for me yeah you, you know, but <laughs> so and that's, and actually you answered one of my questions because i was going to ask you know you know after high school did you start training right away and then how did you get to that point so so you kind of already answered that. So how did you get to like, what brought you out to Georgia or, you know, what took you out there? Georgia after, after high school went to, you know, a year of college at San Jack mm-hmm. and wasn't for me. I mean, that time I, I was working and partying didn't have my head on straight. Didn't know which, yeah. which way to turn. And my mom yeah. had been here uh, for a couple of years. So it got to the point. It's like, okay, am I going to, stay here i really haven't you know at that time i wasn't playing any sports i had really no ambitions so i don't know what the hell i'm doing here you know yeah. what am i i'm gonna either you know go one way or the other you know 
and one way it could be bad one you know so my mom was here and i'm like well screw it i'm just gonna go start over you know i'm gonna go to georgia we'll see how it goes there you go well i think it turned out really well for you (laughs) that was a good call it was so so I did some digging on your face. You know, I, I, I did some research. I mean, I got my list of questions. I did some research on you because, you know, I, I, I don't have everything on you, but I have enough. That's what the podcast is for. We're going to learn more about, you know, Jimmy the Kid here and his journey to coming home to Houston. So which is this Saturday, February 5th. See, I can know how to plug some stuff. I know how to plug stuff. <laughs> UPW. <laughs> UPW. This, I guess, wait, hold on. I got to do my announcement words. This Saturday. UPW February 5th. So really good. So I saw here that you I, I saw you got tagged in something on Facebook as far as people that Mr. Hughes has trained. And I saw some notable names on there. And I see you on there. I saw your tag team partner, Eric Main, I believe. Uh Jim yep. Class Heroes, which we'll get to him in a second in that tag team. But was Mr. Hughes your first training class or did you go somewhere else and then find your way into his class? I always had, once I found, like I said, you know, once I realized there were schools here and it took me a couple of years because I, you know, I literally packed my car, you know, and came, had nothing. Um, so it took me about two years and I always had my sight set. It was WWA4 was the name of the school. Um, and that's where Mr. Hughes trains people, but it was a thousand dollars to train and they would take payments. Um, but like I said, I had to come here, get a job, get things rolling, you know, where I had income coming in. Yeah. And it was a thousand dollars. So I was like, ah, screw it. You know, I ended up, uh, being a manager at a restaurant, a pizza place. Mm -hmm. And, uh, lo and behold, some guy that used to come in and eat all the time, Hey, uh, y'all just open this place, right? And we're like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a pizza, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, y'all got a big parking lot. Uh, you want to put a wrestling show out? And me and my buddy, you know, the guy that I was uh, working for, were ecstatic because I had got him all hot on wrestling. You know, he yeah. had only for, you know, the six months or a year or whatever at that time. Mm-hmm. But we, you know, Monday Night Raw, if we were watching it together. We were, you know, drinking or texting, whatever. So we were like, hell yeah. You know, we had a grand opening with a wrestling show. So we were like, okay, here's, here's the deal though. You know, we gotta be, we gotta do something in the show. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> they're like, okay, okay. You know, and, uh, so they brought us down and um, there's a couple guys, Micah Taylor and Orion Bishop and a gentleman by the name of J-Rod. They're all pretty well-known um, wrestlers here in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, decided to take a day, you know, and actually show us how to bump and how to do things in the ring correctly and safely. So those guys were the first, you know, three to kind of get us in there. And I had already, I was ready for this. I was yeah. ready. So I jumped right in and they were like, Oh yeah, this little, this little shit knows what he's doing, you know? <laughs> so do you feel like that you kind of, you, you, kind of felt like it came naturally to you like you didn't really have I mean not that you didn't have to learn but do you feel like you picked it up kind of quickly um yes and no the athleticism I I had that but there's Mm -hmm. so it's so if you look you know doing going out there and performing it's uh very so complex Mm -hmm. I guess that makes sense 
Um, but so the, the athletics, you know, the doing everything really came pretty easy to me. I would say, yeah, it came, you know, not easy, but, you know, pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. It's being able to do everything correctly was <laughs> yeah. a little bit harder for me, you know, d- do it, do it at the right times and, and mm-hmm. have a mind to think what I'm doing. That, that came a little bit harder for me, but thank God, like you said, you had a list, you know, I could tell you a lot of people that I I was fortunate to finally train with when I did decide that I paid the money and went to WWA four. And there's, there's a lot of guys that I was very fortunate to be in there with. Yeah. So before I move on to my, I have another question uh, that I'm going to move into, but before I do that, so when you took your first bump, the, if yeah, it was a while back, what was the first thing that went through your mind when you took that first bump? Well, I almost told you the story. So they, they took a day to actually, you know, show us how to bump. And my mm-hmm. buddy, he's about six, four, he's mm-hmm. kind of gangly, gangly guy, you know, but not, not scrawny or anything, but he's six, four tall as hell, just kind of gangly. And he, the whole way there, we had to drive an hour and a half to Phoenix city, Alabama. Uh, we had to drive there to go to the ring the whole way there, you know, he's hyping it up, you know, Oh yeah. Tuck your chin, tuck your chin, make sure, you know, just, he had it down and we get there and uh, show me how to bump. I bump right away and it's fine. And I'm like, you know, I'm not fine, but I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. You're and, not you going to let them know you're not fine. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so he and he he gets up there and it's his turn and he does he does a deal and falls down back of his head just smacks that mat i mean smacks the ring so hard and i'm like look oh we all just kind of like over look over him the lights were on but wasn't nobody home mm-hmm. he was gone he was <laughs> trying to get him up man it was another thing and he was done he's like and i'm never doing that again yeah. So that's why I tell a lot of people just come, go take a bump. And yeah. See how- yeah. That's obviously, I mean, okay. I, I say, I, I say I took a bump, but it was like when I was a kid in a teenager on a trampoline. Now don't be wrong. I took a suplex off a trampoline once and I was like, Oh, it's real. It's real. It hurts. <laughs> uh, so I always laugh when people try to say like, it's not real. I'm like, come on guys, you need to calm down with that nonsense. Like it's real. Like take a back, take a chair to the back. Even if you know, it's coming, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt really bad. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Those, I mean, those rings are two-by-fours, man. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Two-by-fours and steel bars. Yeah. You know, you have a gym. If you're lucky, you have a gym mat. Yeah. So. But everybody has that. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I talked about this a second ago, and I brought it up. So, I saw on that post that you were tagged on that Eric May, Eric Maine was also yeah. in that class and he ends up being and, and am I, if i research this correctly he ends up being your tag team partner and y'all become gym class heroes is that correct that is correct yes yeah. so what is your recollection of the first time you met eric the first time i met eric i thought he was an asshole <laughs> i mean he's a great guy i love him. he's like a brother to me now but the first time i met him i was like Man, this guy's a dick <laughs> My, Did you ever my, feel like you would be tagging with him after you met him that first time? No, no, I know that's not the first time. No, no, I was like, ah, man, you know, because we're in training class, and I think Eric had maybe a maybe a year, no, not a year, maybe six months or so on me in training. Could be longer, you know. I could be wrong. He'll probably he'll correct me. <laughs> uh, 
but he was just, he's very outspoken. You know, he says what's on his mind and he's from Maine. So he really doesn't give a shit about your opinion, but he's going to tell you his. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, this guy's a dick, but he, <laughs> he knows what he's doing. So I'm going to learn from him. But, there you but go. Whole group of guys, you know, that we were in there with. So, and if we got just randomly put together uh, by Rick King, Rick King, which was another guy that was, he taught me a lot, a lot. Um, just randomly put us together because he was out, you know, trying to get bookings. And we, I think it was like six months after I'd been at the school. And, um, but I should, and Hughes was like, ah, no, you're not ready. You're not ready. You're not ready. Because <laughs> they got to give, since I'm telling, if anyone's, you know, listener w- wanting to know about the school, Mr. Hughes is probably the best person to learn, you know, your your craft from in the beginning because he taught us the basics, like, to a T. And if you know how to do the basics and you love wrestling, you can you can go so far with that, you know. So he was he was good. He was really good. So, so you mentioned that, so I was going to ask, you know, so, you know, did you and Eric decide to become a tag team? So you said that y'all got kind of thrown together to be a tag team. So when that happened, did you, like after your first match or whatever it was, when did it click to both of y'all that y'all thought, oh, this actually might work? Yeah, because we were doing shows every week at the school. We would do live shows and actual fans would come in, mm-hmm. you know, from, with downtown Atlanta. We're connected <laughs> to a strip club. So, of course that's how it goes free and it was free oh even but better every week we got thrown together and like the even both of us being so green but the chemistry was just spot on and i like i after our first match like i immediately saw him in a different light you know because it was just immediate you know chemistry so that's what we knew right away. We were like, oh, hell yeah. I mean, this is this is what we're going to do. Yeah. So the name Gym Class Heroes, was that a name that y'all had right away or did that come later? And if it came later, who came up with the name? Rick King came up with the name. And like I said, he was a uh, – he had a couple years on us in training and he did a lot of work. I mean, he used to do work for Booker T in Houston. Mm-hmm. Um he was taking a lot of bookings in Georgia and, you know, the more people you have riding with you, you know, you can get this booker to say, Oh, well, uh, okay. If you book me, I got these couple guys we'll bring, you know, and you know, they're, they're, they're rookies. So, you know, you ain't got to pay them nothing, you know, bring, bring these guys along. And, um, okay. And he's like, all right, you guys are the gym class heroes. I want you to wear like jumpsuits. And I want you to come out, you know, the, Hey, Hey, kind of like um, you remember Adam Rose? Yeah, yeah, the yeah the Rosebuds or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Coming out dancing, but we mm-hmm. were like wearing track suits. He wanted us wearing track suits, you know, basically like male <laughs> cheerleaders, almost like the spirits. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Eric absolutely hated it, and he'd let it be known. But I was just like, man, you got you got to eat you got to eat shit, you know? Mm-hmm. We're 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 just do it. We're going to, we're going to do a show. You know, that, that was what I, what yeah, that's I, all you cared about. You're in front of fans. Like it doesn't matter what you're wearing. I mean, it kind of does at times, but you're like yeah. you said, y'all were green. This was early on in y'all's career. 
first match yet. Like we're going to do a show. And I think Ron Simmons was advertised to be at the show, like on the show too. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, dude, yeah, dude, we'll go. We'll go. And it like uh, the whole gimmick was horrible as yeah. a, but the, the match. We ended up killing it. You know, I, like yeah. I knew we could we end up killing it. So, but well, Je- last heroes kind of just stuck after that. Yeah. I was like, that's it. You know, but we ch- immediately, we immediately just kind of went to being ourselves. You know, we mm-hmm. played it more. You know, I was, you know, Texas boy, and he was just Eric Maine. And, <laughs> and his work over the years kind of spoke for itself. Mm-hmm. It was just a good dynamic. So, yeah. So uh, <laughs> I love that you bring that up about your your gimmick because if you think about it, it's it's funny because I feel like this young generation they always just assume John Cena was John Cena. Reigns was Reigns. You know, Punk was Punk, like from the very beginning, which I mean, well, technically Punk was Punk, I guess, from the very beginning. But you got to think like Cena had, I mean, not he wasn't a great gimmick in the beginning. Reigns had, I mean, he came in as a shield, but at NXT, it was, a, it was something different. Everybody had a different gimmick, you know, in the beginning that you hear all these stories about, you see these documentaries and them talking and it's like, uh what was it uh, uh kevin nash watching broken skull sessions kevin nash coming out as oz you know like what the hell was that you know what i mean like everybody like all these big stars everybody starts off it seems like with the shitty gimmick i mean even stone cold himself i mean the ringmaster wwe stunning steve you know which actually was i i think that was a really good gimmick but at the, but you see i liked it too he, they everyone yeah. But I liked it. I was like, man, this guy's a badass. Yeah, he's sitting there just doing little camera roll things. Like, yeah, I got you. You know what I mean? But like, but even then, like everybody starts with a gimmick they don't necessarily like. But if you're good, it like you just said, you guys had such good chemistry, y'all were able to make it your own because y'all just y'all had that mesh where, yeah, we hate this gimmick, but then it seemed like you just said it seems like y'all made it your own as time went on. We did. We did. It took it took, you know, at least two years. Mm-hmm. Of- doing shows and grinding before you know anyone would even consider you know paying us to do a show (laughs) so i so doing some research i i I see all these posters that you were tagged in that you know gym class heroes and then you know gpcw pwa nwa saw that you were in a lot of different promotions so did you stick with one promotion when you first, when you guys were first getting out there, like you said, getting booked for shows or was it really, you were just going like, I guess, did you stick with one show and then your gym class heroes became kind of a name where other promotions like, okay, we want to kind of bring you guys in or did y'all go to them? Like, how did that work? Uh, I would seek out people, man. If, if I knew you had a wrestling show, I would, you know, email, find an email or a contact, um, like I said, we came up in the school with a lot of great people like Apollo Cruz. His mm-hmm. first tag match was against me and Eric. You know, really? One of the matches ever, yeah, it was against Eric and I. Um, there's John Gresham, which in my opinion, probably the best wrestler out there today. Mm-hmm. He was instrumental in training Eric. You know, I came in after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, shit, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> oh, no, you're good. I was just asking about promotions. Like, you know, um, you know, like you said, you so, you sought them out to say, hey, you want us. Trust me, you want us. Yeah, we would, we would, you know, I would message everybody, but then you had 
all these other guys doing shows and, and we would help out people from the school. You want to help out all the, all your boys, you know, mm-hmm. we would get word of mouth, you know, or, or Hey, this guy wants a group of people. And Mr. Hughes would help out a lot too. He'd take a carload of people, you know, cause he still gets booked pretty, pretty regularly all around the world. Mm-hmm. And we take, you know, at that time, take a lot of trainees or people doing matches. And then, you know, once, like I said, we were all trained so well. Once we actually got out there and we're doing matches, bookers usually were, you know, wanting to bring bring us back. So what would you say? Well, I, I guess this is a kind of a two-part question. So I'll start with this first. Who were your favorite opponents as a tag team with like gym class heroes versus like who were the guys that you just no matter what you knew you guys were gonna tear the house down? Oh, that's hard to say. Or that's with everybody. <laughs> I don't even know if we had if we had that because they were. I mean, we were we got catapulted in a couple of the companies <clears throat> pretty quickly. So it's mm-hmm. not like we were having multiple matches with people. It was kind of one and done a lot. I gotcha. Okay. But I would say, I mean, it was it was kind of the the full circle match. It was a full circle match for us because it was our first uh, title win, and it was uh, out in Phoenix City and happened to be out in the town where I first learned how mm-hmm. to wrestle. Uh, that match ended up being against the Hooligans, and they were veterans from the school that we worked with. But the mm-hmm. whole story ended up being like they were the third team we faced out of going through like three, you know, two grueling matches before. Mm-hmm. And then them that the uh, hooligans, which we had, Eric had wrestled them many times before training and this and that like matches we didn't have, but that's probably the best match for the gym class heroes. I would say. Okay. Were y'all guys mainly baby faces when y'all first got in? Yes. Okay. Cause I want, I want to ask this cause I know, this might've been a while back a couple of years ago, but I know you, you, you shared a video or like you shared like, Oh, I remember what this day that I think you guys turned heel at one point. Didn't y'all? We did. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Cause I, cause I remember you posted a video from there. Cause, but I think you were sharing it. It was like, Oh yeah, this happened like 10 years, not 10 years ago. Sorry. Like three years ago or last year. And you talk about how much fun it was. And I remember I watched it. Cause again, I, again, I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure he's always been a baby face. And so as I'm watching this, I think you guys got out of the ring and then didn't y'all go back in attacking from behind and then y'all got on the mic and I think y'all cut a heel promo. Am I correct? Or Yeah, no, no. Let me tell you, this was fun. <laughs> uh, this show, it was a big show and it was a lot of WWA four guys. Like we had the card stacked. Apollo Cruz was on it. Bill the mm-hmm. Butcher. A lot of great now, you know, great wrestlers. But um it was an up and coming promotion. The guy was like a video editor, you know, and he wanted to start this wrestling company. So it's a big deal, yada, yada, yada. And we were like, oh man, they asked us to come in. Everything, you know, was agreed to. And we, we were going to come in and do a tag match. And um, Eric's like, I just don't, I don't want to do what we normally do if we're going to be doing multiple shows for this company. Mm-hmm. And the, Eric was great about thinking about this. I was just like, yeah, tell me what to do and I'll go. Yeah. And he, re- he really put a lot of thought into it. So we had the feel of like, okay, we were advertised and then we weren't, and then we were taken off the show apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
we were angry yeah. about that. And, uh, you know, we, we threw a hissy fit about that and uh, we ended up uh, being banned from the show. So we bought our band, you know, from the show, but we bought tickets. So that's why we were in the crowd with the little signs. We bought tickets to their first show mm-hmm. and attacked the tag team that took our spot. So I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask because like going through your photos, I see the sign of y'all like you suck. We want gym class heroes. And I was going to ask like, OK, because just seeing the photos of that, I feel like that would have been that's a fun angle to play you know, yeah. where you're in the crowd and cause I, I love seeing that where I, I, cause I think of the outsiders NWO when they got banned from the arena and they showed up with a ticket and like, oh, I got a ticket and they sit front row and they're just, and everybody's losing their minds. Like, Oh God, they're going to sit front row, but we know something's going to happen. Like what's going to happen. And so I, when I saw that, it made me think of that. Like, Man, I, I, the first thing I said to myself was like, "Man, he had to have a lot. He had to have had a lot of fun playing that." Oh yeah, yeah, it was amazing because, like, like you said, I mean, like the the whole NWO deal. If it works once, it'll work again, you yeah. know. But <laughs> like, like I said, we we weren't, you know, we were just little Georgia Georgia wrestlers. But the wrestling fans are diehard, so there ended up being a good handful of people that when we walked in, they were like, "Wait a minute." What are they- <laughs> I know them, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Off the vibe, and then you know we just turn turn the volume up on our personalities a little bit while we were out there, and it was so much like so much fun. That's probably still one of the best best times I had is two shows, just because there were so many guys I trained with on the show and mm-hmm. doing that angle, being bad guys. It's always <laughs> well. I hear this all the time. Any any documentary I watch on wrestling, any wrestler always says. Yeah, I was a good baby face, but man, being a heel is just you, you, it's so much more creative. You, it opens it up so much more. And I assume since I know you personally, not that I don't believe them, but I have to ask you that is it more fun being heel versus baby face? It is. You, you put it perfectly, man. You can get creative. You can get you, your mind opens up a little bit once you, you're able to open that door to go down that road, you know, to, to be the, be the bad guy. So it's a lot of fun. So much yeah. fun. I enjoy both. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I feel like if you could, you could still be a great baby face if you play it correctly. I mean, hell John Cena was a baby face practically his entire career, technically doing the same thing forever. And I mean, it can be done Hulk Hogan, same thing until he turned. And we all saw like how that exploded. If you, you turn the number one baby face heel, Holy shit. Watch out. Yeah, that was pretty pretty amazing. Yeah, it's fun. I can do both, but I, I feel like Jimmy the Kid, he uh he's got a temper anyway, so but it's yeah. to go either way with him. You know, I okay. like at least you know here in Georgia and Alabama, like it's just so you you love me or you hate me, you know. But <laughs> so uh before we get off with your tag team with Eric main. Cause I, I want to ask one more thing. So y'all have been tag team champions. I saw a lot of photos. Y'all were champ. How long were y'all tagging before you won your first championship? <sighs> Maybe a year. Okay. And what yeah. was that feeling like when you found out like, okay, we're about to be champs. Like what, what was that feeling like? Like you hear that one, two, and then bam, three your first championship, like what was that? What was going through your head when that happened? It was very exciting, very exciting. But like I said, it was a tough day. We had three matches, three hard, hard matches against some big, 
you know, tough mm-hmm. dudes. Uh, but it was like, it was sweet. I was happy as hell, man. I was going crazy in there. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> so how many times did you guys win the titles, tag team titles? Um, seven times throughout uh there's many different promotions but seven times well yeah sorry i guess i should clarify that yeah throughout many promotions because i know not every promotion has the same tag team titles but yeah okay so seven time champs so you guys are a tag team and then when when you broke off to a singles you know you become a single star what went into the process of that? Like, how did that come about? Uh, that happened. It was kind of a transition phase. Eric was uh, expecting a daughter, and he wanted to, you know, he wanted to spend time at home and not really be done with the grind, you know, because it was it was every weekend, you know, for mm-hmm. a good five to seven years. It was every weekend we were just grinding for you know peanuts but and he wanted to take time so i was like okay we'll start doing this you know and then it got to where i think he injured his one of his knees so but there was times throughout our like when we after we won the belts we had times where we did singles things briefly and Mm -hmm. bigger um we would do singles things here and there so it wasn't you know it wasn't a weird thing for us to have singles matches every now and then. Yeah. It was kind of just, he was, he was done kind of backing away. And I was like, I'm ready to go. You know, we, what can I do now? And that's whenever, you know, I really started pushing more of just Jimmy, the kid from Texas. Yeah. And so, uh, so when you, when you started breaking off into that singles roles, Jimmy, the kid, you know, the Texas boy, which I feel like, <laughs> And correct me if I'm wrong, because I live in Texas. I've lived in Texas. You have lived in Georgia, which is the South. And people always joke, well, Texas is the South. And we're like, no, it's Texas. It's different. I feel like Texas has a love-hate relationship with people outside of Texas. So when you first broke off as a single star and you're like, I'm Jimmy the Kid. I'm from Texas. Did you get a warm reception? Like, okay, yeah, we're behind this guy. Or did they kind of boo you? No, everyone's, yeah, that. We had a couple of people. I'm not gonna lie. There's there's a couple of people that oh, just yeah. don't. Well, there's always those few, but I mean, like as a whole, I mean, they, I mean, they were really receptive to Jimmy the Kid. Oh yeah, oh yeah. For the most part, a lot of people just because I had like they a lot of these, especially in Georgia. Um, these people saw me grind. You know, mm-hmm. they saw me working my ass off. So yeah. if something you don't like, they'll they'll tell me. You know, but I'll tell them back what i think so that's right yeah exactly well plus it helps you're a good looking man too so that that also helps you know they're like hey jimmy (laughs) yes i'm getting old old and Uh, great (laughs) all right so we're going to talk about the big day right i see 2017 you become heavyweight champ and couldn't when i saw that like i saw the post I think you had the po- the picture of you in your uh, Jimmy the Kid t-shirt, and then I think you had the championship belt by your boots or something like that. And I saw that, and I thought, oh, hell yeah, dude, that's awesome. Like, you are a heavyweight champion now. So it's kind of similar to, you know, when you won the tag team, your first tag team title, you break off as a single star, and they decide, hey, man, we're going to we're gonna make you our champ. You know, 
what what was that feeling like? What do you remember of that that day? That was amazing because that was a a full year. That was like a full year grind. I don't uh, I don't know if you remember. I came back to Houston. I think it was 2016, mm-hmm. and I, I had to stay there uh, and help my dad out. I was there for a good eight nine months, almost a year. Um, but I was like, you know, once everything was taken care of and I had to come back to come back home to Georgia, when I came back, I was like, it's either I'm done or, or, or I'm going to go when I want to go really hard and, and see, see what I can do. So that was the deal. You know, I was pushing, doing a lot of singles, 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 singles. And I fell into a good company that I was working, you know, twice a month for and worked my ass off and I could feel like, Oh, they're digging what I'm doing. You know, they keep putting me in the matches. They're digging what I'm doing. It was, it was a slow build and it was a, it was a good build, but that it felt, it felt good. It felt like I I worked my ass off and I kind of got rewarded. You know, during that slow build though, did you feel like that's where it was headed? Like toward toward being a heavyweight championship, or at least like a, a a chance at or a title match, at least. I did, I did, I did. That's where I wanted it to go, you know. So I would oh, yeah. and put my two cents in every time I could, um, and yeah, yeah, I kind of knew that was good, but you never know, you never know what's going to happen. Oh, really. so, well, yeah, because in the wrestling business, we know things can change. I mean. I mean, if you read the dirt sheets about the rumble that happened, you know, a couple of everybody like shit just hits the fan, you know, it gets crazy. So, yeah. How did you feel about your championship run? So you win the title. Now you're defending it. I mean, how did you feel about that run? I loved it because I like, once again, I get to work with great, great wrestlers, you know, guys that taught me a lot. So it was a good six months of just working with these guys, you know, Rob Adonis, um, else did I work with? Rob was the main one because he, he's a big dude and he was able to elevate me to where like, oh shit, you know, if, if I can beat him, that that puts me in a whole another category. So yeah. Rob, Rob kind of he, he was able to s- simplify things for me, you know, make real easy and just made it very comfortable. So he kind of elevated that for me. So we're gonna get to your your upcoming event here in Houston or Pasadena here in a second. But so I got some questions I'm going to ask you here. So here, here's the game you and I are going to play. Well, mainly you, cause I'm asking you the questions. <laughs> I'm a, I'm going to be Roddy Piper. As soon as they ask the questions, I change the answers. All right. What, what was the quote he had? Like, <laughs> Oh no. He goes, they think they have the answers and I changed the question. <laughs> God, he was such a good deal. That was another one I loved. Like I hated him. But I loved him at the same time. All right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I love Roddy Piper. So here's what we're gonna do. I got matches here. WrestleMania. This is you versus, and you got to pick your opponent, and it can be somebody from today or back in the day that's no longer alive. Doesn't matter. It can literally be any wrestler. It doesn't have to be WWF or, or sorry WWE. Any anybody. It does not matter. But the, but the match is at WrestleMania. Yeah, this match is at WrestleMania, and you're choosing your opponent. It can be anybody you want. So here, but here's the thing, though: you can't pick the same person for these matches. So I'm going to list out these matches. Think about it for a second, and then you're going to tell me who you're going to face 
So your traditional one-on-one match is an option. We're going to have a ladder match. And let's see, a, uh, a ladder match. So one-on-one, ladder match, cage match, Iron Man, Falls Count Anywhere, Hell in a Cell. So those are, the, those are some of those matchups that you're going to have at WrestleMania. Who would your dream opponents be for some of those matches? And like I said, you can't pick the same guy for all of them. <laughs> all right, I might forget. You have to run me through the list. No, all right. So we'll just start one-on-one, just a traditional one-on-one match. What would your dream opponent be? One-on-one be Shawn Michaels. I figured you were going to go there. That's why I said you can't use the same guy twice because I figured – because you could put him in any of those matches and it'd be yeah. phenomenal. As you went through them, I was like, yeah, traditional one-on-one, man. Yeah. All right. So ladder match title on the line. It's a ladder match at WrestleMania, or it could be like money in the bank, like they used to do, but, but one on, but just one opponent, who would you have in a ladder match? Jeff Hardy. Oh yeah. Good one there. I mean, be prepared to get your, you know, your, your sternum crush probably from some kind of swan Tom while you're laying on a ladder. (laughs) Bigger go home, baby. That's right. All right. What about a cage match? Traditional steel cage match. Steel cage match, Mr. Perfect. Oh, that would be a good one. I think that'd be a good story to tell. Think about, I, I just, I imagine, I just see him, like, I, I'm not, not flaying about, but like you throw him in that cage and he's going to sell it perfectly for you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He was a master. Absolutely. Master. But just like him, him sitting in the sharpshooter with Bret Hart for the IC title and him just shaking his head, hair flowing and he's just like no no i don't want to i don't want okay 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 i'm sorry yeah, yeah, yeah i'm done it was just like ah oh, like he was so good who else uh all right your iron man match who would you want iron man would be your boy brett the hitman heart oh my goodness that would be a fantastic one all right here's here i feel like this is always a fun one that they don't do enough of but of course it could be overdone too falls count anywhere Anywhere in that building, who would you want to fight? Kevin Owens. Oh, okay. I like that. I feel like y'all could tell a good story with that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, how do you? So, I saw, I read that he re signed with WWE, which I was happy for because I, I like him as a character. My wife can't stand Kevin Owens, FYI. She's not big in wrestling, but she'll watch it. And she's like, I just hate Kevin Owens. Like, man, I love Kevin Owens. I feel like he does good stuff. And I feel like what he's been doing lately after he resigned, I feel like eventually maybe he'll get back in that title picture. But how do you feel about what he's been doing lately? I like, I, I, he's one of the people I always try to keep an eye on or watch what he's doing just because I respect him so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like what they, how they were treating him before, but like you said, he, Resigned with the company from what I've heard as well. So hopefully they're going to, they have money with him and Sammy being there. They need to take advantage of that. Yeah. Well, and the fact that they're both heels again, in a way, I mean, that's, I I feel like Kevin Owens is a heel, but like he he's heelish, but he's trying not to be heelish. It's, I love that. Like what he's doing, whatever he's doing, it's working. You know, he's like, it's not my fault. You made me do this. I'm not a good, I'm not a bad person. I do good things. And then he does a bad thing. I don't know if it was Monday Night Raw, but his recent match against Austin Theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn good. That's that's Kevin Owens right yeah. there. That was a good match, too. Yeah, God, that was put awesome. On TV. That's what they need to put on TV. Mm-hmm. That guy in those type of matches. Yeah, I agree. 
And then final one here. I feel like I know where you're going to go with this, but Hell in a Cell. Who are you going with? Oh, Undertaker. Baby. <laughs> I figured. I figured and go with the. T- yeah, I mean, the guy. I mean, if, if it's if it's not Taker, it's Sean. But you're already going one on one with him, you know. So yeah. it's going to be Taker. Yeah. Oh my so goodness. Of course, Taker. <laughs> I wish so, there was one. Yeah, AJ one on one. Yeah, I can't do the same guy or two different guys. Yeah, <laughs> so. So before we, and again, I, I promise, I mean, I keep saying we're going to talk about this weekend, but, and so are you liking what you're seeing now, at least with WWE? Do you watch any AEW? I mean, are you, are you watching impact any of these big promotions? Like, do you just kind of go back and forth or are you keeping up with all those? Yeah. 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 I love it. It's more at a habit now. Like I have to just keep, keep an eye on, even if it's scrolling through YouTube and watching all the highlights yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, what was it? I think it was last night was what MJF CM Punk and I missed it because I, you know, I had the kids and everything else. And so I but I was reading how everybody loved that match. And I saw some of the promos on YouTube, like you were mentioning, like the, the build up to that match. And it seems like and I think this MJF guy is very young. So it's like, oh, man, like he's going to if he keeps on this trajectory, he's going to be doing some big things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I haven't seen it either, but I've I've heard yeah. it was just from the promos. I was like, okay, the guy can talk. And I've seen a couple of his matches and I'm like, okay, it seems like he can tell a good story in the ring too. And I mean, if you're working with punk, I feel like punk's like, okay, you're good enough. Let's go. Like I'm going to help elevate you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So we're gonna talk about the fun stuff now. So you and I have talked in the very beginning, you're a Laporte boy, you and I just outside of Houston, Texas, the Laporte bulldogs, and you're coming home this weekend to Pasadena UP, UPW, you said, right? UPW? Yes. And first time ever wrestling here. Am I correct? Yep. I'm saying that. So before we get to how that happened, how excited are you? Are you nervous to wrestle here at home where I got my ticket? I'm going to be your, your crazy friend, Charlie Bates, is going to be there. We're already talking about going and we're going to sit there and be cheering your ass on. So, how are you? Like, are you nervous about this? Terrified. <laughs> Why terrified. terrified? I think you're gonna do great. You're gonna do great. No, no, no. I'll be fine. I'll treat. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm excited. I'm ecstatic. I'm excited. I'm not, I'm, I'm not big on traveling, but we'll get that done. And uh, but yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, I so, want y'all. Um, so. Oh yeah. Well, I'm gonna have a blast. I already know this. So so what led to this? So how did this come about? Like how. Like, like you said, you're not big on traveling, but here you are, you're, you're coming. Well, you know, hopefully with our weather, hopefully it doesn't delay this from happening, but you know, so how did this all come about? Um, there was, uh, you know, Isaac De La Serta mm-hmm. grew up with Isaac and, uh, keep in touch with the eyes through Facebook and everything. And, uh, he was just like, Hey man, always like, when you, when are you coming here? And a lot of people, when are you coming tech? When are you coming home? I'm like, yeah, I don't, you know. <laughs> that's a long that's a long trip for you know it had to be a right opportunity um he kept telling me and then he's like well shit i'm sponsoring a company now um you know hit this guy up and i hit the guy up and unfortunately you know he was fully fully booked up at the time mm-hmm. uh, but then pasadena kind of rolled around and isaac was like yeah we, we i i want to use this to you know sponsor jimmy to come down and the guy was like oh 
you know, definitely we'll, we'll bring it. He's from here. We'll bring him here. That's a good idea. It's kind of beneficial for everybody. But really, all the credit goes to Isaac, man. He he made this happen. Well, good, man. We're going to have to give that guy a high five and be like, thank you for bringing him home where some of his boys can see him wrestle live and not watch it on YouTube. You know, we get to, we get to see the kid in action. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's exciting. I'm excited. Which, I mean, here's the thing, though, and, and I meant to talk about this earlier, but I love your name because now you're going to be the kid forever. You're going to be 90 years old and people are going to be calling you the kid. You yeah, know, I get- Everyone tell you, you ain't the kid no more. Like, yeah. Doesn't matter. That best people are always going to call you. But then, then you, you could literally respond back. Oh, you just called me the kid, though. You, you, you didn't say Jimmy. J- you didn't say Jimmy. You're not the kid anymore. You just said, hey, you're not the kid anymore. But you didn't use my first name. Yeah. <laughs> I think of Daniel Negreanu, the uh, that plays poker. You know, they called him Kid Poker. And he's like our age, maybe not older now. And they still call him Kid Poker, even mm-hmm. though he's an old ass man now. Yeah. Never going away. Nope. So this Saturday, February 5th, UPW, and you're taking on, and I'm probably going to butcher his name, so I'm going to apologize now, Estrella Galactica. That's how I would say it. That's, I mean, that's my, that, I feel like that's my Texas way of saying this thing. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he's known as the Galactic Star Warrior, you know? So, man, like that, they say he's the best in Texas. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm hearing, man. So. They're saying he's the best in Texas, but Jimmy the Kid's from Texas, so we're gonna find out who's really the best in Texas, aren't we? Yeah, like I said, man, go big or go home. Like I, I'm very thankful. This this all goes down to the you know, undisputed pro wrestling UPW. They came at me with the idea. And I was like, yeah, why not go big or go home? Right. That's right. I love it, man. You're swinging for the fence. Because Jimmy the Kid's a well-known name, man. You got it. Yeah, that's right. Let's let's put him with the best, and let's see who's the best. Yep. Yeah. Love I'm it. Sure. I'm, I'm excited. The guy, uh, I don't know much about him. Like I said, we'll we'll all find out together. That's <laughs> right. We're, we are. We're all going to find out Saturday. So it's this Saturday in Pasadena, uh, 7 p.m. Um, and, and so UPW uh, has a Facebook page. You can go there. You can purchase your tickets. So make sure you do that. Uh, that's this Saturday, February 5th here in Pasadena, Texas, not Pasadena, California, you crazy folks. <laughs> that's not <laughs> when you say Pasadena, people like California, I'm like, no, nah, Stinkadena, man. Stinkadena, Texas. <laughs> Stinkadena. <laughs> we have our nicknames here. That I, I, I was talking to the other day. I was like, yeah, you know what we used to call Pasadena? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go, man. So, oh, man. So I'm really excited. Like I said, I'm going to be there. I know our, you, you talked about him on the show here, Charlie Bates. Uh, I, I would say your your childhood tag team partner, it seemed like back in the day. I know oh, he's yeah. going to yeah. <laughs> be careful. He might try to jump in the ring, man. I wouldn't be surprised if that crazy bastard tries to get oh, in the ring. Yeah, but, well, him and Jer- Jeremy will be there, too. So between them two, somebody mm-hmm. can have them out of the ring. Don't worry. I'm going to be there recording it all. Just go and look at these dumbasses. Gentile getting there. Nope, I'm good, man. I'm, I'm going to stay right here. I, I nope, I'm a good <laughs> Jer- Jeremy called me, uh, or I called Jeremy yesterday, and he's like, So, like, on a scale of like felony or just jail time, if we jump in, like, <laughs> stay away. I love that he's figuring that out. Like, okay, I need you to tell me how much shit would I really be in? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly, I need it. to know. I need to know. Oh my god, that's a good dude right there. I love Jeremy. I need to know, I need to know what I'm getting into. That's right. I mean, at least he's being prepared. Like, if this was 20 years ago, he wouldn't ask that question. He would just do it. 
Yep. <laughs> he would just run in like, I'm just going to, we'll figure it out. Now he's like, I got kids. He's he's, he's Slater. I got kids. I got to be careful now. He'll, he'll, he'll have BJ with him. So BJ will keep him in check. There you go. There you go. Well, man, I can say I'm excited. I'm glad you came on the show. Um, so anything else you want to say to the folks that are listening that are here in the area, or maybe they, Hey, maybe they fly in. doesn't matter. But to your fans out there, people listening to this show, anything you want to tell them? No, just come, come check out the show this Saturday, you know, for UPW out in Pasadena. And to, to anyone, you know, out there in LaPorte, come come support your boy. That's right. Well, this is going on LaPorte. social media like crazy for me. I'm a, I'm, I, I mean, I have all the poor people on there. So I'm like, hey, come on, let's go out. Let's have a good time. Let's support our boy. Let's support. But that's why I like to have people like you on my show, because I'm like, man, all I do is work. I'm a dad. Yeah, I, I do a little podcast here, but that's not shit. I got people that are professional wrestlers. They own their own businesses, their restaurants. I mean. I got a lot of friends that are doing some really cool shit and I love to showcase what they're doing because I think that's just the coolest thing in the world. And I think drunkenly last time I saw you at Mike Kelly's birthday party, I was drunk as shit going, Oh my God, you're a professional wrestler. If I slobbering like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And, <laughs> and everything both. else. So we both, man, I was, uh, I was pretty up there myself. Yeah, we were, <laughs> we were, we had, we had a good time that day. <laughs> that, that was a good time that day. That was a really good time. <laughs> all right man well I, I gotta say thank you again to everybody uh, for listening to the show uh so last plug here remember this saturday it's february the 5th upw our boy jimmy the kid taking on astrala galactica aka the galactic star warrior in pasadena off of preston so go to the upw facebook page and you can get your tickets there i got mine so uh that you might not know my face but go to my socials i'm on uh, facebook the gentle life podcast instagram the gentle life underscore between each word my running joke is i got a face for radio thank god my face is for radio so you might not recognize me at the show which is okay but you'll recognize jimmy because he'll be the one kicking some ass over there yes yeah see you're a handsome man right <laughs> well thank you very much sir thank you very much <laughs> yeah.